Hello, I'm Joe Watson. And I'm Josh Newman. And this is a very special edition of Literally What Does That Mean? The podcast where we take pop culture references a little bit too literally. Hey! <laughs> hey! I'm looking out for my star girl. I guess I'm stuck in this mouth. Things that I want to say, but you're a million miles away. <laughs> So that was the uh, latest song by Muck Awful. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we could be a boy band. No, maybe. I think the harmonies were awful too, actually. <laughs> well, let's pretend we tried to do harmonies and that wasn't a complete accident. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, on today's show, we have actually a very special guest, uh, Professor Brian Cox. No, uh, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's changed a lot since I last saw him, you know. Yeah, we uh, are... <laughs> It's surprisingly easy to get Brian Cox's email address, but quite hard to get him to reply. <laughs> quite a busy man. Yeah. But anyway, we needed some help, so we've we've enlisted a, a Cambridge mathematician, doctor. Well, not doctor, just Alex. Lloyd. <laughs> Definitely not doctor. Uh, <laughs> thanks for having me on. BA. BA. Yeah. yeah. MA coming in a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. Like exactly. you that. You know, <laughs> your pre-masters. <laughs> yeah. So we have a special uh, addition to the show today. Welcome. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me on. And today we're going to be talking about the classic McFly song, Stargirl. Is it really a classic? I think it's so. It's definitely a good song, but I wouldn't go as far as calling it a classic. Is it a good song? It's definitely a oh, song. It's definitely, it's definitely a song. <laughs> I mean, it's I, no I, rival on Busted. Did you know Tom Fletcher, the lead singer in McFly, got rejected from Busted in the audition? Really? Ooh, yeah, he sure went to school that. with one of the Busted members. Oh, I never knew that. Did yeah. you know that he also sang his wedding vows to his wife and it's really cute? Tragic. <laughs> <laughs> I think I saw that video, actually. It's really good. So I think the first thing we need to talk about is the fact that Tom Fletcher, the guy from McFly, seems to be in love with a star, which he's like anthropomorphised into the idea of... You don't know that word, do you? Anthropomorphised, <laughs> that's right, isn't it? Anthropomorphised, I think. Anyway, yeah. Well, regardless of the word, he's made it look like a woman somehow. It's a star girl. Yeah, and he's in love with her. How do you differentiate a star girl from a star boy? Ooh, good point. Do they have, like, distinguishing features? <laughs> Two sunspots? No, I don't know. Two sunspots? No. No, let's stop this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so I suppose we have to first look into the song, what we can actually find out about this this poor woman who's trapped so far from Tom Fletcher. Um, so firstly, I think, you know, he describes her as being a million miles away. And I think Alex is our resident uh, space expert. How does that kind of fit in terms of what we can see when we look up at the night sky? Well, the moon is normally kind of 250,000 miles away so it's further than the moon okay but then the sun is way further than that like 93 million miles just off the top of my head i think um (laughs) so so it's somewhere between the moon and the sun like a lot closer to earth than okay yeah so actually it's strange that we don't see it unless she's very small yeah Mm. i mean she is a girl as well as a star yeah so maybe she's just a very very small star (laughs) who's stuck a million miles away um, but how big does an object have to be to actually like have all that combustible material that actually like like inverts on, its, uh-huh. on itself somehow? Yeah, and also I don't know to actually be in orbit around the Earth, you have to be a certain mass at that distance. So I think you did some maths for us, Alex, <laughs> and worked out the the distance or the mass that this star girl has to be to actually orbit at that distance. No, right. So yeah, the 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 star girl has to be about. 8.4 times 10 to 32 kilograms to orbit at that distance. Okay, that is, is pretty heavy for a girl, pretty light for a star. So okay, somewhere yeah, in between. Yeah, What's yeah. the sun for reference? 
so the sun is 2 times 10 to the 30. So it would be about kind of 400 suns okay. somewhere between the moon and the sun. Okay, okay so soon. so it's within the range of a, a star that we can relate to. Right. Yeah. Um, but it is, I think, fascinating then that we can't see it. Um, and I suppose I was thinking that is it possible that this star girl could be hidden directly behind the moon and orbiting at that same speed so that actually we've never seen it because she's hidden by the moon? I guess that, that is the only logical conclusion. Bockham's mm. razor, the simplest. Bockham's razor. <laughs> yeah, Bockham's razor. <laughs> okay, the most okay. stupid sounding theory is right. Okay. Yeah, well, I think that probably, actually, this star girl then is stuck behind the moon. So she's got a, a very high mass, mm. but it must be like a very dense high mass because it's hidden behind the moon. Yeah, well, actually... And it's, though, it's going in an exact orbit that is right behind the moon, so we never see it. So we've never seen it. Okay. Yeah, but the interesting thing is that Tom Fletcher, um, he says that, you know, while he's with this girl, that they, they surf the sun as it starts to rise. And actually, surfing... I mean, you'd have to be very close to then just jump onto the sun and start surfing from it. So, I mean, if the sun is 93 million miles away, as you said, then that makes the sun 92 million miles away from where the star girl is. Um, but in space, you don't have gravity. So if you think of um, Newton's, <laughs> Newton's laws where you have, you have an equal and opposite. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, one of those, one of those yeah. laws he talked about, equal and opposite force to, mm. yeah. But in space, you don't have gravity. So if you if you move in a direction, you, Sorry, you always do have gravity in space. <laughs> you don't. Well, you How? do, but like, but like, you don't have as much gravity, do you? If you're further from it, then yes, okay, the gravitational force. Okay, there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So if you're further from a, a mass, the effects of gravity are less. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry that I was incorrect. Then. <laughs> yeah. um, so if, if he's on a surfboard and he sort of flies out from the star girl or whatever, yeah. towards the sun. He's probably just going to go straight towards the sun. He doesn't tell you how long it takes to get there. Even no, that's a good yeah. point. But he's got to be able to get back as well. So actually, I don't think okay. the force can be too strong. Yeah, so I therefore, think. I think that the diameter of this star has to be approximately 92 million miles. Minus a few metres for, you know, because he can probably <laughs> jump a little bit. But it's about 92 million miles. So that is actually a very big star. And I mean, if you look at the diameter then of the moon... The moon is like 2,159 miles in diameter. And if this star girl is four times further away than the moon is, then actually you've only got about 9,000 miles of diameter that way possible. So I think this star can't be spherical. What shape do you think it will be, Jay? Well, I think it's got to be some sort of cylinder, which is, I think this is why we wanted to get Brian Cox on, because that's a pretty weird star. Yeah, yeah. Like a star which is much narrower in one direction than another. But he does say that there's an intergalactical frisbee, and maybe that's his interpretation of the shape of the star. Yeah, maybe. So I guess a, a frisbee, if you kind of look, looked at it in a certain orientation, would look like a cylinder. And maybe he's just very foolish. And <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Because a cylinder is like wide but not thick, whereas maybe this star is really thick but not wide, which yeah. is why we can't see it, but it links. I don't yeah. think it'd throw very well, though. You'd be like throwing a broomstick or something. <laughs> a broomstick rather than a brush. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I live in Hogwarts. <laughs> so actually, on the NASA website, you can name any celestial body that you uh, you discover. So I think this could be a great opportunity for a bit of promotion for the podcast. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, Maybe. Call it, yeah. Call it... At uh, literal underscore podcast. Yeah. At twitter.com forward slash literal underscore podcast. HTTPS colon slash slash www. I think so, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, no, that's a, this is a huge find, though. I mean, NASA will love us when we report like this. It's got to be... I mean, I hope, actually, Tom Fletcher hasn't named it already, secretly. I very much doubt it. Mm. I mean, he thought it was no, a cylinder when it's clearly a frisbee jade. No, yeah. a frisbee jade when it's clearly a cylinder. If he's that in love with it, maybe he just doesn't want to draw the world's attention to it. He might get jealous. Yeah, that's fair. And also, like, people deal badly with the, with the starlight. Mm. But, like, you know, being in the light... The, you know, being a celebrity is hard. Limelight. Limelight. Starlight. Being in the limelight is bad for people. Maybe she's quite a sensitive star. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah. she has hidden from us for billions of years. She just likes to keep herself to herself. Yeah, exactly. I feel quite bad about exposing her on this podcast now. Well, twitter.com forward slash literally what does that mean? She's well exposed now. <laughs> <laughs> so I think actually moving on from silly self-promotion although do check out the twitter page <laughs> and facebook page uh, and tweet us and share and uh, moving on from that though um we do have to question that why on earth tom fletcher is in love with a star but it's not just the star as well like he's also he mentions uranus as well which is obviously another planet he says i'm in love with uranus yeah it? and what a weird planet to be in it's love quite with. Niche, it is it's it? not it's not it's not one of the like superstar planets that you no think i'd of. choose mars like god of war yeah. i mean uranus is I yeah. think the the god of the sky. I mean, that's god of the sky. That's such a cop out. That's yeah. like they ran out of things for gods to be something of. So they're like, oh, what can we do? And then they looked up and they're like, god of the sky. Yeah, I someone mean, needs to have it. That is, a, <laughs> that is a weird planet. So I think it seems that Tom Fletcher has kind of a weird enjoy, or you know, he fancies massive objects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Uranus think- really isn't my choice. No, I mean, I just—I've never been in love with Uranus, or I've never even looked at Uranus and thought it's good. No, oh well, yeah, poor Uranus. I think Uranus is just bland, really. Yeah, <laughs> um, but I think we can say that probably Tom Fletcher has some sort of objectophilia, which it turns out is a real thing. Oh, really? Mm. What do you mean by objectophilia? What is objectophilia? So it's where you fancy like big inanimate. Well, not necessarily big, but like inanimate objects, and they are quite often big. So um, there was actually a, a woman, Erica Eiffel. Um, who went on Good Morning America in 2009. And so she had married uh, the Eiffel Tower and then <laughs> took Eiffel. Oh, that's, surely, so that's my favourite part of this, is, is that her last name is Eiffel. Surely it should be Erica Tower. Yeah. Also, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so much more like in, like conspicuous than Erica Eiffel. Yeah, uh, but Tour de Eiffel, isn't it? Or Tour de Eiffel? Sorry, uh, isn't that the French? Yeah, I think it's true. Tower of Eiffel in in French oh, today. sorry I don't mean to be a smart but, um, <laughs> <laughs> and also I mean I haven't even told you uh, about uh, Amanda Liberty guess no no <laughs> no guess who she married the Statue of Liberty indeed I can agree with that more though because the Statue of Liberty is is a figure of a, of a person that kind of and at least the surname makes sense yeah and this, this kind of interest has historical precedent at least in literature um Victor Hugo in uh, The Hunchback of Notre Dame writes about Quasimodo, who's actually in love, in romantic love with the bells. Um, oh, yeah, I think Claude, Claude Frollo in the book gives him a bell to marry, doesn't he? Yeah. He literally That's marries right. a bell. It's very hospitable of him. It's very kind. Mm. This is quite topical as well, because I think it's uh, Victor Hugo's birthday today, on the 30th of June. Well, so, yeah, that tells everybody, like, the distance between when we record and when we release. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler! In The Hunchback of Notre Dame, did the bell change its surname? Oh, I don't know. Or whether Quasimodo. Yeah. I think he does. Does Quasimodo have a last name? Quasimodo Bell. (laughs) (laughs) I've never read it. (laughs) Yeah, I've never even seen the Disney adaptation. (laughs) But, I mean, this is like... Tom Fletcher. I mean, okay, I can imagine being in love with a bell. It's about the right size to be in love with. But, like, 
Tom Fletcher is in love with a planet a million miles away, and a star a million miles away, and Uranus, which is, you know, millions and millions of miles away. I mean, how did he even meet these planets? Yeah, and how, how, do you, how do you meet a planet? How, how do you mean, see these planets? Yeah. Maybe it's a telescope planet. Or maybe, actually, just going back to one of our earlier episodes, watch it. Um, listen, <laughs> <Yeah. but laughs> maybe he's friends with Mika, the secret spaceman. Oh, the secret spaceman, yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. Because actually, if you went out at an angle kind of far enough out, you would then see it behind the moon. Sure. Yeah. Or even if you landed on the moon, you could have a little walk walk around. <laughs> a little walk around. Just, just, <laughs> just a lap around the moon. The whole <laughs> circumference of the, of the moon, yeah. yeah. Less air resistance, though, so you yeah. might be able to go a bit faster. Yeah. But should, like any spaceship that's not aiming directly for the moon is going to see the star. If yeah, it's that big. And... I mean, NASA, I mean... I mean, yeah, obviously they're Americans keeping it under wraps. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, well, yeah, it's just, I think they've missed what's blindingly obvious. This is all pretty unfortunate for his wife, Giovanna. Um, yes, Giovanna, I'm very impressed you knew that, Alex. I, I definitely didn't Google that. <laughs> okay, I just, I just knew that from pop culture because I'm a pop culture expert in this pop culture podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but is Giovanna Falcone? Falcon? 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 I feel like it's just definitely Giovanna Fletcher now. Yeah. No, I know she's kept her name. It's not. Okay, Giovanna oh, Falcone. Yeah. Well, good for her. I, I sound awful to just assume that she took his name. Yeah. Well, oh. But also, like, <laughs> she. I think she can't know about this because I, I read her book randomly. On It was like in one of those waiting areas while I was at the dentist. I read a bit <laughs> of it. You read, oh, I read the whole book. <laughs> I'm trying to justify it, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but the book is called Happy Mum, Happy Baby, and it's all about how to make your, you know, if you're happy as the mother, um, then your baby comes off happy. So, like, she obviously doesn't realise what's going on. Or yeah, unless maybe. it's actually, like, she's realised that it's desperately sad that her husband is in love with massive objects. and But she knows that she has to be happy, otherwise her baby will be sad. Maybe she's in, like, an open relationship with, with Tom and he can do whatever he likes with his plants and she can tend to the baby. <laughs> like I, don't know, good relationship. <laughs> I don't know what women do, you know. Sounds like a great deal. <laughs> really healthy relationship. Is it cheating if he if he if he tells her if he if he meets a, a planet? What's he doing with the planets? If he's surfing on the sun, then that seems all right. Yeah, where's yeah, the, where's the line? Yeah, mm. is that an innuendo? Oh, I don't know. I mean, and I mean. The fact that he's in love with Uranus is kind of, no matter whether he's actually done, you know, anything's happened between him and Uranus, it's still a bit out of order. I completely agree. I think emotional cheating is a lot worse than yeah, definitely. physical cheating. Hmm. And I think also, maybe, maybe actually, it's just that Giovanna Falcon can't uh, give him the, the love that he needs. In the song, he says, oh, I can't get enough love from you. And, you know, she's massive. This star, Who, Giovanna. Giovanna. <laughs> <laughs> I say Joe. But this star is massive, and he still can't get enough love from it. So maybe he just he just needs a lot of love. So yeah. he needs a star, a planet, and a wife. Maybe he's yeah. just such like a loving person that he needs that love to be reciprocated. And we're sitting here being like, oh, what a strange person being in love with planets. But really, he's just he's just too lovable, it's too good. loving. Yeah. I mean, I'm in love with science as well. I just science all day. Oh, Joe, please be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> But what I think is weird is there's clearly like an intimate physical part of their relationship, the star girl and Tom Fletcher. Mm, they make love, I think. Exactly. Um, so how do they make that sweet love? I mean, there would be 
big difficulties in terms of just temperature differences between them. I'm not just, it was, I'm not going to... just a bit too much for me right now. Yeah. <laughs> We've moved away from boy girl, boy stars. <laughs> the main thing is that it would be very hot. Yeah. Very, wow, very wow, hot. wow. It always is when you're making them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not approximately five and a half thousand degrees, which I estimated um, fairly... Right. Actually, relatively scientifically, I worked out the mass of this big star for the orbiting, which we said was uh, times 10 to the 32, and then also the size of it in terms of a cylinder stretching to the sun. And actually, it would be about 5,500 degrees, this star. Pretty tasty. Hmm. Well, there are materials such as uh, tantalum carbide that can resist 4,000 degree temperatures. So it's not too far off. Like, he's either wearing a suit of that or he is made of that himself somehow. Mm. Yeah, we did actually. So I did a little look at all of the photos of him on stage. And I mean, we all know that when people are on stage under those big spots, it's really hot. Sweat. Yeah. I mean, I'm sweating just with nerves doing this podcast. And (laughs) (laughs) and, I mean, but I looked at all these photos of him and he's perfect. There is not (laughs) a reflection on him. He is, you know, dry as a bone. He is looking cool, calm, collected. I think actually he's sweat resistant. He's very heat resistant. Heat resistant, not sweat resistant. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think he's heat resistant. So maybe he is made of something a bit like tantalum carbide. But Mm. it's still a little bit off the 5,000 whatever degrees needed. So he must be like a distance away. There must be. So I can imagine that the heat radiated from a star decreases quite rapidly as you you move away from it. Yeah, maybe he can make love from a distance. Maybe he's he's got. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think um, I think that that works. That he's made of some sort of tantalum carbide. Um, but I think also in the, in the song, he says that he melts every time she looks at him, and I think that speaks of a really sad story. We know that Ooh. the temperature of stars is variable um, across the surface, and her eyes, for whatever reason, are so much hotter that he can't stand that heat, and he melts. Kind of like Medusa when she looks at. Her prey, they t- turn to stone, but the opposite, they melt. They melt. Because of heat. Yeah. So not really like Medusa, <laughs> but... <laughs> it's really sad, I think, though, that he's in love with this poor woman who can't even look at him. Every time she does, he melts. And there's something yeah, very sort of beautiful and intimate about mm. looking into somebody's eyes. Yeah, it must be quite hard to read what's going on in conversations when she's just looking away the whole time. This, this inanimate object in this sky. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like a metaphor for this podcast, which we put so much effort in, but no one ever listens to it. You know, they can't, because... If you listen to when this, they do, you're one of the few. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think, in conclusion, he's probably made of tantalum carbide, and that's how he can make love to his star girl and also not sweat on stage. Yeah, and he's probably kind of quite a, a lucky man, which allows the kind of... Yeah, distance involved distance. in that kind <laughs> Which might also help him surf the sun if he's, you know, maybe he can... How do you think he's <laughs> surfing the sun? <laughs> With his third leg? <laughs> <laughs> okay, a let's s- move to a surfboard-shaped appendage. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh, yeah. I need another glass of wine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, moving on from that, I think the last thing we need to talk about today before this gets really out of hand is... Um, how on earth he, he found this star girl and wooed her. Wooed her. Yeah, that sounds like my granddad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, we were courting her. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, we already hinted that maybe he's friends with Mika and has been on his secret space missions. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you need to go on some kind of, like, space exploration. mission, exploration, yeah, yeah to, to even see the star. Yeah. Heading, like, at some angle, not straight towards the moon. 
So maybe there's it's some kind of like discreet um, astronaut dating. Ooh, astronaut dating. Yeah, astronautdating.com. Like uniformdating.com, but, but, but more specialised. Yeah, exactly. Like they only wear astronauts. With like space 200 space. people in it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'd always wondered why people were so keen to go to space though. Like it's yeah. so black. Well, you know, yeah. you know, there's more choice out there. You can. Yeah, I mean, yeah. A lot of, especially if there's one same place. I mean, a million miles, it's like, cool. Yeah. It's like the two of a hat. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that probably brings today's episode to a close. Hmm. So to summarise, Tom Fletcher has a nice loving wife, Giovanni. Yeah. Um, but he's not satisfied. She, she's just not got something that he really needs. No, like mass, mass action. Yeah. Mass, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but he doesn't really know what it is. And he meets Mika, because all the famous people, obviously, they know mm. each other. Yeah. And he goes on in one of these secret space missions. Yeah. And he meets the star girl, who's got massive amounts of mass. He's an objectophile. Objectophile. Objectophile, yeah. Objectophile. Yeah, and, and he's, he's super convenient as well, because Uranus is a lot further to go. Exactly. So, I mean, just a just a hats throw away from here. Yeah, and she's, I mean, the second closest thing other than the moon. And I mean, I don't know about you, but the moon wouldn't satisfy me. It's not big enough, is it? No, it's, it's just a puny little moon. And other too men, tiny. Other men have been there as well. Exactly. Like, you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> Secondhand goods. <laughs> <laughs> we do not endorse. Secondhand Sorry. goods? <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. but anyway, so he's, he's got this, this lovely love um, who he... Who's made sweet love to actually, yeah. and he's also he's been on the sun as well, but just for a surf, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just yeah, just had this tried out a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Gone of back to his flirt with the other side. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. um, I think the sun is a is a boy star. I've always thought it was as a boy star. Really? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Really, I see that. I'm okay. I think I disagree, but I'm not really sure why. <laughs> I have no idea why. I've got literally nothing to base that on. <laughs> yeah. But um and then so, also, I mean the, the big thing that we've learned from this we learn a lot from episodes. There's a lot of stuff. Yeah, a lot of big things really. Yeah, I don't know how so many people in the music industry know this stuff, but there's a huge cylindrical star, probably the first cylindrical star ever identified. Yeah. In cool. our solar system. Called twitter.com forward slash was that Yeah, exactly. Now, as of now. As of now. Who um, is in a relationship with Tom Fletcher? Yeah, it's weird. I mean, this series we've already Already identified aliens, we've identified all sorts, and but this is the biggest find yet. I think. I, no, I fully really agree. We've literally yeah. changed science. Yeah, we've both left our jobs, and Alex is not being a software engineer still... anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still unemployed, yeah. <laughs> and we are going to work for NASA. Yeah, yeah. And I think on that note, we should bring today's episode to an end. I think we should both say a massive thank you for uh, Alex Lloyd for joining us. Thank, thank you for you joining us. No, thanks for having me on. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> And uh, what do you think of the studio, by the way? I mean, it's it's amazing to be oh, so high tech. So I love the uh, yeah, I love the soundproofing on the walls and yeah, uh, it's yeah, very impressive. A lot of expensive equipment here. Yeah, mainly in seven hundred and fifty milliliter glass bottles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So on that note, it's time to say goodbye. I hope you can join us uh, online. If you hadn't noticed, we're at literal underscore podcast on Twitter, or literally, what does that mean on Facebook? Yeah, and do sign up on iTunes and do have a listen to the other episodes and find out why we're so sure, actually, that uh, Tom Fletcher knows Mika. And also give us a review because we like validation and an audience like you gives us that. <laughs> so on that note, it's time to say goodbye. Goodbye. Au revoir. Auf Wiedersehen. <laughs> <laughs> so one final thing on today's podcast. Uh, I think it's fair to say that all three of us are big Formula One fans. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I think, in our humble opinion, 
there is only one uh, podcast for you to listen to if you're interested in Formula One, and that is Missed Apex Podcast. I mean, it is great, really entertaining, and also full of humour, but also really interesting facts about all the Thoroughly informative. Yeah. Mm. So much. we're just going to play a 10-second clip of that, and do please check it out. It's fantastic. Like, look, we cannot go blaming individuals. You know, don't do a witch hunt on my team, whether it's an individual or just someone. Stop it. This is crazy. And I was like, whoa. Chill, man. That reminds me of the League of Gentlemen sketch of, like, we didn't burn them. That is classic Toto Wall. Yeah, and a great impression. So do please check that out. It's a Missed Apex Podcast. It's on iTunes. Goodbye, folks. Au revoir. Auf Wiedersehen.